Welcome to the Huff and Stuff podcast, where common sense is being brought back to our society one episode at a time. Relax. Turn your radio and headphones up. The show starts in three, two, one. Welcome back to the Huff and Stuff podcast. I am your host, Nick Husteller, coming to you from the Palmetto State, South Carolina. Very glad to have our guest. Um, you know, our theme for our podcast is to restore common sense. And I don't know anybody else who has some common sense and is a no-nonsense person. He's a regular on the show, Mr. J. Mr. J, welcome back to the podcast season two. Well, it's good to be back. So when I pulled up today, uh, I was noticing you had some squirrels in your front yard. Uh, looks Listen, like there, there's a lot of squirrels around. <laughs> a lot of them in Washington. So you've got a contraption out here on your bird feeder. There's no squirrels coming up. What'd you do out here with your squirrels? Took me 14 years to figure that one out. <laughs> I used to get a PVC pipe that was real slippery, and the squirrels still got up it. And I needed a baffle. They don't make baffles that big. So what I got is a large container that a tree or a plant comes in and just cut a center circle out of it and slipped it up that pole and spray painted it white. And Eureka, it works. <laughs> so I'm selling them. If you'd like to come by and get one, I'm going to get it copied and patented. So one small payment or maybe two small payments yes. in 1995, you can get a Mr. J squirrel deflector. They try going up that pulse and look up and realize this, so they just jump down. I wish I'd thought <laughs> of that 12 years ago. I, I have a field full of PVC pipe that's not slippery anymore, and I can't use it, so... I was kind of debating. I said, maybe I should have bought you a Red Rider pellet gun for Christmas <laughs> instead of a gift card. You could try to defend off some of these squirrels. Uh, so how was your Christmas, New Year's? It was good. I, uh, you know, my girls always say, Dad, what can I get you for Christmas? And I said, listen, at my age, if I don't have it, I don't need it. Yeah. But I had a good Christmas. I got some very practical gifts and had a good New Year and looking forward to this year. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, everybody that listens to you loves you. You're no nonsense kind of guy. People Could you like tell that. my wife that about the loving <laughs> Ms. part? Ms. J, you hear me in there? <laughs> um, so I know you're kind of a, a tightwad. Have you been taking out a loan for eggs lately? Have you seen the price of eggs? No, we bought some plastic ones. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing the other day. It said uh, a cake. Cake mix called for six eggs that they would never financially be able to recover from all that. The way the price of eggs are. Cut the recipe in half. <laughs> Listen, I'm thinking of getting my own chickens. You know, my wife has often said we ought to have them in the backyard, and I still may if I, if I get enough uh, gumption to do it. But it's just one of many things. The price goes up and down, whether it's baby formula or eggs or, you know, whatever. Yeah, Um We'll see what happens. Like I said, if you got laying hens, I'm really surprised Mr. J don't have any laying hens out here considering how tight he is with his money. I was expecting to see a couple of chickens out here in the backyard and out here feeding them. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely wild. I remember when you can get a half dozen eggs for 89 cents last year. It's it's crazy how it's gotten. Um, it was good to see you at the uh, retirement party the other day for one of our old people oh, yeah. that we know. It was like a high school reunion. Good to see everybody there. Yeah, I want to put a shout out for uh, 
Miss Jeannie Slayer. She uh, was a secretary at Grace Christian School for, I guess, 38 years. She, uh, I was there 28 years, and so she was there for 38 years. One, a very godly woman, good friend, ideal person for that position, as I said, and I wish her well. I always enjoyed working with her and talking to her, and uh, she was a real blessing to me and to that school ministry, and so I hope um, she has a good retirement. Had a good time there, got to see some former students and faculty. And You were a celebrity there. People were coming I, up to you on your autograph. They said, you've been on the Huff and Stuff podcast. Everybody wanted to shake your hand, so I'm glad you got that status now. You're reaching it. Moving on up. Miss Lair, congratulations. We love you. All right, we're going to go ahead and dive in. This will be our second episode of season two. Um, I've got another podcast lined up later this week to talk about physical fitness, but uh, Mr. J is always on top of it with current <laughs> events, and uh, everybody respects Mr. J, loves Mr. J. He don't bite his tongue, don't care about your feelings, and that's, we need more people like that in our world right now. So uh, let's go ahead and, and start um talk about some of these current events. I had a comment from Ken Rogers on Facebook. He wanted to talk about this, uh, basically the hypocrisy of our country uh, with these documents with Biden. What's your, what's your take on, they're coming out now in the news. There's two different occasions now where they have found um, several sensitive documents um, in Biden's, one of his lock sheds where he keeps his Corvette and, uh, <laughs> It's a safe place. It's a safe place is what he said. Uh, it's just, you know, not even a year ago, they were trying to impeach Trump for the same thing, for him possessing, uh, you know, sensitive documents. And here, this is all coming out, coming to fruition. And then we're finding out the timeline. We just had the primaries November the 8th of this previous year, and they found some of these documents on November the 3rd. What's your take on all this? Well, first of all, I want to tell the president, I have a frog above my garage. <laughs> so if he needs a few places to store some of those boxes, I have a little open space up there if he needs a little room. Um, the, the Democrats often take a while to bring things out, and it's usually after an election. I don't know why that is, whether it's his son's laptop that they knew about, and it came out after the election. Uh, an election just holds a... Uh, an important spot in the Democratic's mind. We don't come out with information after the election. So That's after right. an election, look at the news for stuff to come out. Uh, I'm not surprised. I think the president has a real problem with his memory. Uh, as you and I were talking, I really don't think, I personally do not believe Joe Biden will choose to run for president. I think after years wanting to be, it was the prize, the pinnacle at the top of the hill. He realized it's not as easy as you think. Things are not going well for him. And I think, you know, he has the beginning of Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't think he will run. And, and I think they're going to use this and other events like his son's laptop. Now that the Republicans control the House, they're going to investigate this. And it'll provide a way for the Democrats to kind of let him just ease out so another candidate can come in. And, of course, I hope it's the governor of California. He'll be the ideal candidate for our country. <laughs> um, but uh, I would not be surprised if they fought, find more documents. I, and I'm honest, I don't think it's quite the same as President uh, Trump. Trump because... 
you know, he had kind of stonewalled it and halted it. I do think Biden's more open. I, apparently, he just does not know they're there or where they are. And, and again, maybe he's not telling the truth about that, but it, it is kind of embarrassing how we keep finding them in various places and more and more of them. And it is embarrassing. It's a can of worms, and I don't know where it's going to lead to, but uh, the Republicans are in control of the House, so they'll be investigating it. Yeah, and, you know, they were kind of giving props to his attorneys. They're like, well, the difference between this and Trump's papers were the minute they they observed these uh, sensitive files, they turned them in immediately to the archives. Oh, yeah, and of course, he really condemned Trump. He said, how in the world could you not know about these things? Right. Sometimes things turn around and bite you, and he's, <laughs> he's been bitten about three times already. Well, there was also the suggestion, too, that these uh, papers were planted as well. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> that. For a member of the House to come on TV and say something like that, you got to recall that guy. <laughs> you talk about ignorant and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Have nothing better to do, not once, not twice, but three times. Yeah. It's like hide-and-go-seat game. Well, his Corvette was in the shed. That's where yeah. it's a secured place. He didn't know anything well, about it. My key is in the garage, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, things are unfolding. Like It's, it's uh, one of those things that's coming back to bite him in the butt. You know, uh, clean up your own backyard first Every before you start cleaning those new yard. It does. It does. It gets worse. It's a circus. It's a train wreck. And we've still got two more years. Two more years. Um, yeah. If we make it. If we make it. If we make it. All right. Uh, anything else on that? Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. We'll have more information on the next podcast, I'm sure. All right. We got the new Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Things got a little heated between him and Matt Gates. Uh, there was some tiff going Matt, on the uh, the floor. I know Matt really wanted that position, but he... Um, Oh, they, they were wasting their I told my wife, I said, they're wasting their time. I can tell you who the Speaker of the House is. Because in Washington, it's all by who, what party's in power, which is now the Republicans. And I know it's a slim majority, but it, it does not matter what number you have if you're the majority the majority and how long you've been there. So they pretty much wasted their time. They just, they just wanted to get something, make some promises. The Republicans do not work together as well as the Democrats right, do. Right, right. And I'm a conservative. I wish the Republicans would be more conservative, but you really can't be in our country. And uh, they just kind of spun their wheels and they're wasting their time. Kevin's job is cut out for him to keep the Republicans in line, but sure. I, I sure hope he can do it. Well, if you think about it, I mean, that position is a pretty powerful position, you know, just in case if the, the president and vice president or oh, something yeah. happens to them. I mean, that's a pretty powerful position to hold. It is. So it was very um, important who they elected in there was worthy of the position and, and can handle the authority if it, if it comes down and to it's that. it's a California replacing a California. I want to say this. The uh, minority leader for the Democrats who would have been, well, I guess he would have been second in line because uh, Pelosi, uh, her party lost, so this person would have been second in line. But the uh, minority director now for the Democrats is Hakeem Jeffries. He is a very staunch supporter of against abort or for abortions. Mm -hmm. 
fact, he called, uh, he said the Republicans are nothing but a threat and a Yahoo because of their strong stance against the abortion issue. You realize that the Democrats probably have, what is it, 214, 212 members. There's only one member in the Democratic Party who is pro-choice out of over 200. Sad. It is sad. Um, but Hakeem is very much for abortions, ridicules Republicans who are against it as his party takes a stand against that. Yeah. Um, well, Kevin McCarthy got up there and gave his speech, and then one of the first things the House was trying to pass legislation to repeal funding for the 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, they had tried to propose that here a couple months back. They were planning on giving these people billions of dollars. There was billions of dollars invested into these IRS agents. Um, we kind of talked about it before the podcast as far as legislation getting passed. You were in the American government. You've taught it for years. Um, explain to everybody when legislation is proposed, what is the process of that between the House and Senate to going up to the president to possibly veto it later? What is the process? Can you explain that to everybody? as far as legislation getting passed? Well, um, Congress is just like state legislatures. <clears throat> a bill to be passed has to start either in the Senate or House. But what's important is all appropriation bills, all bills dealing with money, and Lord knows Congress and our state loves to spend money. In fact, Congress will spend money they don't even have. You can't do that in states. You can't do that in cities. You can't do it in your home. Right. But Congress can. All appropriations has to start in the House. And now, of course, the Republicans control the House. Sure. And if you don't have any money, you can't do anything. Our country runs on money. So that's, that's key. That's pivotal. So all appropriation bills have to start in the House. A bill can start in the House or Senate. It'll go to a committee. Most bills die in committees. And uh, that means now in the House, all committees should be chaired by Republicans. But a bill has to go through both chambers, and that's very difficult to do. Then it goes to the president. The Senate has uh, something called the filibuster, which the Democrats have been trying to get rid of. You do not have to have a majority in the Senate. You can do what's called talking a bill to death. If In the Senate, if you don't like a bill, you can just talk about a bill, and you can talk about anything under the sun. It <laughs> doesn't even have to have anything to do with that bill. Mr. You, Smith goes to Washington. Yes, you can talk. <laughs> as long as you have the floor and you're talking, you can hold up all the other legislation, the ideas, we're going to get what we want, or we're going to change the bill, or we're going to you know, stall the bill. Um, so even though the Democrats control the Senate, they don't have 60 members to bypass that filibuster. That's a killer. Sure. And then, of course, when a bill goes through both chambers, it can go to the president and he can sign it or reject it. If he uh, signs it, it becomes law. You can have that bill go back and it can be overridden, but it takes a two-thirds majority and you don't have that in either chambers. Both chambers are so close, they would not possibly, I think, get enough members to override a president's veto. So the president's the last person to see something. This is why the president tried doing some things like, you know, doing away with student loans. He knew that wouldn't be able to go through the House and Senate. Yeah. And of course, the courts got involved, and is when you get involved in the courts, kiss it goodbye. Sure. That's why when you see a judgment, somebody said, we're going to appeal it, 
you're going to appeal it because as long as it's tied up in court, you're not going to get a penny. Right. Right. Um, let's go back for a minute. What was your take on them trying to give all this funding for those IRS agents? Because right now, from what I was reading this, they don't even have 87,000 employees right now at this point. It's only well, 80, I think it's right at 82. That was a move better. The Democrats tend to favor working class. Republicans tend to favor big money people because Trump was big money. Sure. So the, the Democrats being in control wanted to hire more agents because they wanted to tax rich people and it would be the agents enforcing these rich people. Well, Republicans are back in power and they tend to get a lot more money raising campaigns. They tend to get it from rich people. So let's do away with the agents. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, next thing I got here, we've talked about it. I've talked about it with other people on the podcast. They've arrested a suspect in the the Moscow, Idaho murders, um, Brian Koberger. I think we kind of touched on it the uh, last podcast we recorded. So an arrest has been made. Um, Brian Koberger, he was arrested in Pennsylvania at his parents' home. Um, what we know so far, he he was extradited back to Idaho. Um, they came out and said there was DNA found in the uh, college dorm where these girls were staying at. There was some DNA found on a knife sheath um, that was coming back to his father's house. Um, what me being in law enforcement, the thing that kind of threw me for a loop. Now they're saying the two college girls that did not get murdered. One of them now is saying that she saw a subject wearing all black and he had very bushy eyebrows but yet you waited four to five hours to call law enforcement that's that's the one key that's throwing me off but you know we have progressed over the years in dna there's been a lot of unsolved cases that have came finally came to light over the years fortunately through science um progressing over the years dna there's been unsolved crimes cold cases that have been solved through dna so i mean if there's DNA found in the house linked back to the parents. I mean, what, what connection did he have um, to these two girls? And I know they did some phone pings as well um, on his phone where his car was seen in the area even days prior to this incident happening. Um, what's your take on it? Well, I, you know, I watch interviews. I thought it was interesting. The parents said they would support him, but they never said they didn't think he did it. Right. A lot of times our parents will say, well, my son couldn't possibly have done this. Right. So I was watching television. They thought maybe the parents knew from previous problems or things that happened that maybe it was their son. When we talked about this earlier, I think I said it's probably somebody local. And... Um, um, he was a criminology. Yeah, he, 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 he had a background of this, but it was somebody probably local who, you know, maybe got out early. Um, the other thing they said is, you know, it's kind of like when sometimes they uh, capture a girl or they apprehend a girl. And it'll be two or three year, years later and they'll find this girl and they'll ask her, why didn't you go to somebody and tell them that you've been held captive? And they said they were so fearful. I don't know if that's what happened with this girl who, who saw him in the house. Maybe she was so frightened, she was so fearful that she didn't. It took her a while to call the police. It's hard to read somebody's mind, but it, it reminds me of sometimes a person who 
takes a kid out of a car and four or five years later, we've had these cases where they'll, they'll go to the girl and say, why didn't you, you, you know, you've been out in public. Why didn't you call the police? They said, just said, he threatened me or he threatened my parents or I was so afraid. It's almost like they become entranced with it or something. Sure. Um, I don't know why they didn't call the police later, but I, you know, when we talked about this earlier, also said I think the police had a lot more information than they are letting go. Oh, well, they came and, out and said they did. Yeah, there they, was a interview. They did a good job. Yeah, he said um, they did a press conference with one of those uh, chiefs up there in one of those departments, and he said we knew a lot more, but we couldn't say nothing because it would probably spook him. And he said, I think I got. I think he said I have one or two girls myself. I have kids that age. Sure. So I, I'm sympathetic, but he said we were just working at it, and you know they they did a great job. Well, we're going to let the system play out with the courts and all that, but I'm glad some of these family members finally got a peace of mind knowing that they have a suspect and maybe get justice for their kids. I really hope that's what happened. So stay tuned for that. We'll all be watching it just like you are, but that's the updates we have for now. If we find out anything different, we'll update you on the podcast. And another thing about that, too, I was the cops pulled him over twice um, while he was with his father through all this. Apparently, the FBI told the police to pull him over. They were trying to look at his facial features. They had some technology or whatever, his hands and all that stuff. So um, he wanted his dad in the conversation so they could keep going. Right, right. Let dad (laughs) do the talking. I'm just going to sit here and be a driver. Apparently, from what I read, the parents wouldn't forthcoming when the police raided the house. They had, I think, forced entry into the house. So they may have knew something. But, um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll see what happens with that. All right, let's go back. Uh, Somebody reached out to me on the last podcast we did about one of our representatives, Katrina Sheely, and the comment about the school lunches. I relate to them. Mr. J has worked in the school system for quite a few years, and he has seen the number of school lunches that have gotten wasted. And uh, I think that was more of what he was referring to. And it's not his responsibility to pay for school lunches. Is there anything you want to add to that comment? No, I like Katrina. I voted for her, but I just think she's wrong in this issue. You know, her thing is I don't want kids to be embarrassed. Uh I don't know why we're feeding it. Well, I do, but, you know, we're feeding kids breakfast. We f- feed kids lunch. We feed them after school. Uh, even during COVID, you could go and I guess buses went out in the neighborhood and you'd get a free lunch. Sure. Everything is free today. And, of course, her thing is I don't want kids to be embarrassed. Uh, listen, I you know, I wouldn't embarrass a kid either. But like I said before, it's embarrassing when a kid fails a test and gets a paper back in class. Um, we're in this time and age. I don't want anybody to, to be by themselves. I don't want them to be embarrassed. I don't want them to think they're different. Well, from what they were telling me when they were back in high school, the parents, there's a fund for school lunches. And when that money runs out, the kids don't get anything. So when those kids did not get a lunch, that was the whole thing that the school cafeteria staff were making it a big deal, blowing it out of proportion. Well, it used to be that when kids didn't uh, get the free lunch or didn't have a lunch, I think they used to give them a sack lunch with a peanut butter sandwich and an apple or something. They said, well, that was embarrassing. Let me tell you, you're getting a free lunch. That's right. Okay? Free education. If you don't want to be embarrassed, either have your parents get a job, get a second job and pay for it, or bring a sack lunch. That's right. 
Your mom or dad's probably at home drinking or smoking. <laughs> that is true. You know. That is true. Have a 60-inch color TV. People have money for what people want to have money for. You're exactly right. This is absolutely crazy. All right. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, Disney is losing billions of dollars. I know they have kind of got on board with this woke movement and are trying to be more inclusive with their cartoons. They now have a streaming service. They have lost billions of dollars this past year on their streaming service. Um, I know somebody I know personally has went to Disney within the last month and they said the prices have skyrocketed. So I guess they're trying to make up for the billions they have lost. Some say that they're losing their uh, money due to these LGBT uh, agendas they're putting in the movies. Um, a lot of them are losing money at the theater. People aren't going to see these movies anymore because they don't want their kids to see all this. Um, what's your take on it? Well, way back when Disney was one of the leaders in the LGBT movement, they've always been a liberal organization. Sure. I think if Walt Disney was alive today, he'd probably turnover in his grave. But, <laughs> sure. Um, and of course, they're upset with the governor of uh, Florida for comments he's made about it. Disney's one of the biggest companies there is, but they're just like so many corporations. They've gotten on the bandwagon. They're very liberal um, corporation. Uh, I don't think they think the way most Americans think. Um, I love Disney. It's it's a very good, uh, you know, movies and, and, and films and everything, but it is a very, very liberal organization. Sure. And, you know, it's like cartoons be cartoons, though, too. Right. You know, it was always an animal growing up. It's not about what relationship they, they were They have an agenda yet. now. Even cartoons have an agenda. Yeah, I we're mean, trying to teach kids something to be more liberal and sure. open-minded. Sure. Well, um, yeah, like I said, it's one of those things you got to make the decision in life what you're going to do. So it's uh, me personally, I cut out Disney. I wasn't going to get any more money to them. But yeah, like I said, it's apparently it's a lot of people that use their streaming services and they, they've already cut back on it. So. Let me tell you, the LGBT movement has progressed very rapidly partway through comedy. Sure. Through uh, sitcoms. Yeah. Through cartoons. Uh, very innocent things, things that are funny that we laugh at, but it's planted the seed in the back of our mind. Sure. They use that. Yeah. And LGBT movement, those people have a lot of money and they're very influential. Yeah. They're involved in um, cinematography, um, writing authors, they, they hold key positions and they're in pivotal positions. Sure. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's one of those things you got to make a choice, you know, follow the big bucks or do you know what your what your main goal was. But they're apparently suffering from what they're doing, so we'll see what happens with that. Next topic: um, football player. It's been all over the news. Demar Hamlin. I, for one, did not know who Demar Hamlin was until we do now. <laughs> we do now. Um, a lot of stuff came out of it. Some people were starting to ask, did he have the vaccine? Was his injury from football player? I mean, he, he took a pretty hard hit. Um, they're coming out with all kinds of things, but he went into cardiac arrest. He's now doing fine. Millions of dollars was donated to him through these um, GoFundMe pages and all that. The remarkable thing, though, and a lot of people are talking about it, is how everybody went to prayer immediately. You had 
uh, news people, uh, ESPN people on there who were doing sports immediately say a prayer on. Shouldn't have allowed that. Prayer. Should not be any <laughs> prayer on TV or radio mention. That that's taboo. <laughs> prayer on ESPN. A moment of silence. Prayer on the football field. I mean, it could be a good thing. Um, but it's just amazing to me that when it comes to sports, you know, people put their priorities where they want to, and it's all of a sudden, let's pray for DeMar. But well, people, people said, you know, we, we ridiculed, made fun of Tim Tebow when he knelt and prayed. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's one of those things, whatever fits, I don't know if you can even call it an agenda, but it's just amazing what they're, they're picky and choosy about what they want to do. It's, uh. It's definitely amazing. But, yeah, you know, it could be a good thing. Um, you know, prayer, people were praying on the field. And the, the the sports commentator on ESPN, he said a prayer immediately. So oh, the guy was crying on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, that you know, really, that's good. Um, it's good to show emotion. And it's good to think we can still pray. But it is a double standard. Sure. Um, sure. Um it could be a good thing. Like I said, I listened to a podcast the other day and he was saying, you know, it could be, you know, good for the American people to see this. Maybe, you know, there's 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 something positive to it. I just doing. think it should be moments of silence instead of prayer. We, we, we don't need that prayer stuff. That's, that's against the Constitution. If you don't allow it in schools, you shouldn't allow it out on football fields. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, Biden visits. The border. He takes a flight down to El Paso. Well, I think that's when they're putting this uh, concealed stuff in his garage with the Corvette when he was at the border, probably. (laughs) Well, he gets off of the plane and is greeted by the governor who's in a wheelchair. Right. And hands him a letter pretty much saying that he is responsible for all this. The, you know, lights have been placed in your hands. You are responsible for people's deaths in Texas. It's, um, <laughs> the president he, didn't really go where he should have gone. No, he and, didn't see anything. No, he and, still hasn't seen anything. Exactly. It was a photo opportunity. There and, was so much pressure. He had to go. And what's remarkable about it though, they've been against borders for so long, but yet he's standing there behind a wall. That's protecting him from these people. And of course, you know, he had a big expensive one put around his house. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I saw that. So he does believe in walls. It all depends where they are. With our money. I, I told you this before. If those are Democratic states, he would have been there a lot sooner. Sure. He would have had a lot more money. Sure. But he's not going to help a Republican state. And every day we're seeing on the news thousands of people coming across the border every day. I just don't know how those people in their hospitals and schools can accommodate those people. Yeah. I just don't know how they do it. And I, I mentioned to you earlier, the mayor of uh, New York said he was going to the border and he's upset. He does not know why action has not been taken on this. And he just can't hold those couple thousand people who've gone to New York, right. a city of millions of people, Compared to what they've had to take in Texas and Arizona and other states. Oh, yeah. They need to pull another DeSantis and transport them to Kamala's house and Martha's Vineyard. There's a lot of, you know, safe havens over there. He, <laughs> he was poking to bear that day. Um, 
Let's see what we got here. The Pentagon drops the vaccine mandates for the military. So let me be the first on this. One of my themes for the podcast is no is still an answer. And a lot of people say, what does that mean? It kind of goes back to um, when all this stuff started going on in 2020. First off, there was almost 9,000 people who have lost their job in the military for refusing to take the vaccine. Let me start off by saying, first off, I commend any of you listening to this podcast who stood by your principles and said, no, I'm not going to do this. I hope you got a better job when you were forced out of the military. And I I commend you for taking a stand. And, you know, it, it, it takes sometimes an army, but sometimes it also takes one person saying no. And eventually we're finding out now they're showing every day on the news, more people are getting strokes who they think are stemming from this vaccine. I don't condemn anybody who got the vaccine. That was a choice you made um, for whatever reason. But me personally, I think it came out too quick. And I tell people, I think in 10 or 15 years, we're going to be seeing like a Camp Lejeune commercial that we see on TV every week or so. You know, did you take this vaccine? Here's all the repercussions of taking it. I just think it was it's put out too quick. Um, But again, uh, you know, finally they had enough. You know, when you lose 9,000 military personnel who is here to defend our country. That's a lot of people to lose. Uh, Mr. J, what's your take on it? Well, I've got the vaccine. Yeah. I've had the booster. I will not get any more boosters. The last booster I had, we actually became quite sick from it. Um, I don't think, you know, you should require people to take it. We're, we're, we're finding out all kinds of things now, um, you know, the president says it's over. We, we do not have COVID anymore. Of course, you know, he's been wrong on several other things. But, um, uh, and I think the Republicans will be investigating uh, Fauci, who's leaving. But it, this was a move by the government just to come down strong on states and schools and people and mandates and and uh, I think it'll take years before we find, we've already found out what's happened in nursing homes and schools. Kids are not going to make up for the time they miss. They say kids have a lot of mental problems now. Kids are testing lower. It's affected them in many places. Uh, and I, I think I just heard in the news yesterday or today, there's a lot of people in hospitals who had the vaccines and still are getting COVID and dying from it. Sure. So I had a lady reach out to me um, on the uh, podcast page and she told me, she said, I have made a lot of dumb decisions in my life. She said, but this was the dumbest decision I made. She said, I took the man, the, the vaccine, the booster shots. She said, I have been more sick in the last 18 months than I've been my entire life. She said, I've had five or six um, infections. She said, I've also gotten COVID again. She said, you know, it's just I've never been more sick. And I think it's affecting people differently. You know, you could be healthy, unhealthy. It's affecting people different ways. And then they're doing the research on it now. But I think originally when it came out, the wolves pull over a lot of people's eyes. A lot of people did it for selfish reasons. They wanted to go back on their cruises. Nobody's going to inconvenience me. Give me the shot. And you did see a lot of people dying. Yeah. And the president comes on TV and says, you will not get. COVID if you take this shot. And I think a lot of people bought into that and and got it as well. And, you know, health plays, I tell people health plays a lot of factors. You need to remember also that the Pentagon, uh, one of the, uh, another reason they dropped the vaccine is they're not meeting their quotas. Sure. They're not coming close. No, no, not at all. 
And part of it also, I think, is I have talked to a few people in the military who are, they plan to get out. They've been in there a long time. They said this gender neutral language, sure. how you, you don't know how to address people. Um, Their PT standards have oh, yeah. reduced too, because it used to be a set standard whether you were male or female. Now they've toned it down to now uh, the hairstyles for men and women are different now. It's just yeah. not what it used to be. And uh, the military is not as strong as it used to be. Right. And, and, and if the military isn't strong, what good is it? Well, nine thousand people is a lot of people to lose right. for the country. So, again, like I said, I just want to put that out there. I don't. Whether you took it or not, what you made the decision, that was your choice. Um, but like I said, it was it's one of those things where people finally say no enough. I mean, you see things change. So stand by your principles. That's all I'm getting at. Um, when I say no, still unanswered, that's what I mean when we talk about it on the podcast. All right. We have a six-year-old shoots teacher. This was in Richneck Elementary School in Virginia. Uh, shoots the teacher through the hand and enters her chest. Uh, the boy had the gun on his person. It wasn't in his book bag. He was eventually restrained by a school official after the teacher who was shot evacuated the room. Mr. J, you were in the schools for many years. What's what's your take on it? Oh, man. <laughs> You've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You, worked, you were a principal for years in the elementary school. I can remember going to high school. You could just go in and out of the doors. Sure. I remember, you know, you know, I'm only 34, but I remember going to school. We were still allowed to carry pocket knives to school. No, no name tag. No name tag. In and out. No, no security guard. No policeman. Yeah. It was one of the safest places. It was. Uh, in this case, th this is the ultimate. This is worse probably than a gunman coming in because it's a six-year-old kid. Right. First grader. My question is, is what's happening back home? Yeah. How did he get a gun? Sure. How did he get in that school? Yeah. How did nobody find the gun? What does that kid think at a six-year-old? Yeah. I mean, for a kid to take a gun, a six-year-old knows that's dangerous and it's wrong and to shoot his teacher. The, the teacher's a hero. I think she had to be recognized by the president instead of some of the people he recognized. I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but this is the epitome of the problems we're having today. Sure, sure. And like you said, a lot of it's the home problem. Um, You're talking about what a K-5 or first grade kid. Yeah, it's it's sad is what it is. It's really sad. Um, yeah, hero for her. Like I said, she, even after she was shot, apparently and she got all the kids out of school. How do you punish a kid like that? What do you do to a six-year-old? He will be uh, he will be evaluated greatly, and then they'll probably blame it on a mental uh, problem. But I would keep an eye on that kid as he grows up. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's really sad. And like I said, props to the teacher. She evacuated the room even after she was shot. You got to hand it to her. Um, but it's it's really a sad situation. Um, so prayers for the school and everybody there that was involved. All right, University of Southern California <laughs> School of Social Work will no longer use the word field due to it having connotations of slavery and it may be harsh for immigration workers. We need inclusive language, Mr. J. <laughs> <laughs> there are some wackos out there. A guy like that, 
in my book, ought to be evaluated or fired. I mean, we have gone, it's like I was reading, reading something, I think in San Francisco, Los Angeles, they've, they've taken the names off schools that were named after George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. What in the world are we thinking in this country? You may, you know, there's, there's, there's street signs I see, like, you know, we have one here in West Columbia called Craps Avenue. But they ought to take that street sign down. I would not want to live in Craps Avenue. 101 Craps Avenue. You know, Avenue. you go down and take your garbage to Landfill Lane. Who would want to live on Landfill Lane? It is absolutely crazy. That, in that one thing bad about their um, English language, it has so many different meanings. Yes. You know, like... Uh, gay, it can be somebody who's homosexual, it can be happy. Right. And so we're going to take all these words that have two, three, four meanings, and we're not going to use them anymore because they might have another meaning. I'm offended. That professor does not have enough schedules to keep him busy. He needs to have more classes to teach. It, it's, it's amazing. But again, you need to realize he's from California. That is true. That is one wacko place. That is true. That's why they're losing people, one of many reasons. Well, somebody told me a couple months back now, realtors, when they show houses, are not referring to the main bedroom as the master bedroom oh, yeah. because that is considered right. a slavery term. Right. Uh, where, where does it stop? <laughs> it's like, I think it's in California where the ACLU has gone to court. It might be, a, it might be Las Vegas. One of those cities though, where... Uh, they are stopping the city from picking up the garbage from the homeless because they're picking up some of the personal possessions. And you can't take people's personal possessions, even if it's out on a city sidewalk or street. Insane. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Homeless yeah. people have more rights than business people and people who pay taxes. While we're on the subject, I'm trying to reach out to somebody um, to have a podcast about the homeless population. But I watched an interview the other day. Um, this guy interviewed a homeless man. He's now no longer homeless. He's got a job, got a house. But he said, I lived on the streets for three years in California. He said, I was a heroin addict. He said, these organizations are providing them with syringes. Uh, Narcan, if they overdose, they can be Narcan to bring them back. And he said at the very bottom of the pamphlet, it had a small writing, enjoy your high. <laughs> he goes, what is that for a heroin addict? Then they interviewed another lady. She said, why not be homeless? She said, they pay for my breakfast. I go get high. That's right. They pay for my lunch. I go get high. They pay for my dinner. I go get high. She said, who would not want to be homeless? And now they're being overcrowded on the streets and, you know, they're doing nothing to help these people. All they're doing is just enabling them to keep on doing what they're right. doing. It's, it's, it's most remarkable. of those people either on drugs, alcoholics or mentally ill. Sure. And uh, it's like I saw a picture of a guy living in tent. He had a solar panel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Solar panel, TV, everything you need. Yep. It's he like did, the Old West. You stake claim on yeah, people land. No tent there. It's horrible. Horrible, deplorable conditions. Uh, definitely the armpit of the U.S. or close to it. Well, uh, let's see what we got here. There was over a dozen House Democrats proposed amending the Constitution to have the voting age changed to 16. Well, you know, when I taught 
government history of what I think about young people voting. Yeah. I, I think you ought to be 21. Some people, well, you can defend the country if you're old enough to. Listen, remember when I taught, there were boys in the Civil War who were 13 and 14-year-olds who fought in the Civil War. Would you want a 13-year-old to vote? Would you want a 14-year-old to vote? And that age group has the worst voting record to begin with. Again, you need to remember they're Democrats. They're going to do anything whether it's taking the city of Washington, D.C. or Puerto Rico in or just mailing out mass amounts of ballots to get those people to vote. Yeah. They'll do anything underhanded. That age person is not old enough and it has nothing to do with defending your country. Well, I'll tell everybody, 16-year-olds or not, don't have the mental capacity. They're, Let them they're, drink. They're out there eating Tide Pods yeah. and licking the top of the ice creams in Walmarts <laughs> and putting it back in the freezer. It's, it's uh, <sighs> This country's gone, gone to pot. It's pretty bad. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Virginia Tech student sues her soccer coach for benching her during a game for not kneeling uh, when all this protest was going on and she sues him and she wins a hundred thousand dollars good for her mr jay what's your take on it well this is where you see a complete flip you know how i feel about people when they play the national anthem by the way the uh the young lady who came back Brittany Griner. yeah if you look back she publicly has said she does not think the national anthem should be played. Right. I think it ought to be played every opportunity it can be played. Sure. I, my mom and dad came into this country as aliens. They went and came in legally. I'm a first generation American. If you don't like the country, leave it. Oh, we got a lot of problems. We're not a perfect country, but it's one of the best places to live. And, uh, you know, we ought to play it. You ought to stand. If you don't like the country, if you object, do it on off time. Right. You're hired, you're paid. In many cases, these coaches are paid way too much. And because they have a winning season, because they're a good coach, they're allowed to say whatever they want, whenever they want. Save that for the back room off hours. I'm glad this girl won. The whole team should have uh, stood instead of kneeled. I think she ought to get a medal and, 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 and uh, be recognized. <laughs> sure. The coach ought to get in trouble, but we don't want to offend anybody anymore. And I've already gotten in to the University of South Carolina woman's coach. I know her position on this. They've got to spend time in the back room. They don't have time to come out. That's a bunch of hogwash. Well, I mean, I've debated this topic. This is just my opinion. I think it should be a crime to burn the American flag. Uh, I know we have the right to free speech, and that's a form of free speech. But to me, it should be a crime to burn the American flag. If, like you said, if you don't like it, leave. That's just my take on it. But uh, anything else on that topic? Not on that, but I do have something else I, I came across. Take it away. Go ahead. About what was it, eight or nine days ago, it was the second anniversary of uh, the storming of the Capitol. And here I was watching one of my favorite shows, Judge Judy. You know, I got a picture of Judge <laughs> Judy in my billfold. She should run for vice president. But Judge Judy's old school. And uh, my favorite network, the ABC affiliate, interrupted because the president was giving away awards, honors, to some of the people for defending the nation 
uh, during the attack on um, January 6th. 6th of January, two years ago. Now, I have no problem with some of those police officers or their wives or families who got the awards. There were some police officers who died. Sure. I have no problem. Sure. But some of the people he gave awards to, they should have been turned around and kicked in the pants. Yeah. There are police officers in our state and other states who died in the line of duty or remained in the line of duty. And, uh, you know, they got no recognition at all. But some of the, like, well, one of them was, I think her name is Dana Nessel, who is the Attorney General of the State of Michigan. She was there and she got her little medal and it told how she protected the votes in Michigan. Listen, this is the same lady who apparently they had some drag queens who uh, went to schools, public schools, and gave on a presentation or show and the parents complained. And she came and complained against the parents and said there ought to be more drag queens in public schools. They set a good example. This is an elected official. Sure. That's the kind of mentality she has and the people in the state of Michigan. And the president brings her, probably pays her way to come to the capital and recognize for the great heroic effort she made for our country. There's something wrong with him and her. She wasn't the only one. He recognized, you know, another woman from Georgia who defended that state. All politics, all helping the Democrats. Meanwhile, perfectly good Judge Judy oh, yeah. shows going on. Uh, exactly. That upset <laughs> me. But there's people, you know, who who got maimed and injured and, and died in line of duty, they get no recognition. But it's certain people he selects and picks, liberals, you know, left-wingers. And, you know, to put this on TV and subject me and other people to it, that's just absolutely crazy. Well, the thing is, nobody I know condones what happened on January the 6th. Oh, no, they it was blew, wrong. They have blown this thing way out of proportion. When the press secretary gets up there and compares it to the Civil War that we had between the they states. They don't know their history very well. But she's a flake, too. She had to run for president with Kamala. They'd <laughs> be laughing. It'd be, be going back and forth. The happy sisters. <laughs> you got anything on the local level? Not too much locally, but you know, tomorrow's another tomorrow's day. Tomorrow's another day. Something always tops it. You think you see it all. And as something as, always as tops I said it. before, I am thankful that I live in South Carolina. You can call us Hicks. You can call us whatever you want. But compared to a lot of places, we got our heads screwed on right. Sure. I would not want to live in California, the state of Washington, Oregon, New York, Minnesota. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for people in those states who are conservative. Well, we were talking about it before the podcast, but I was talking to a realtor not too long ago, and she said that a lot of these people from uh, California and Washington were moving here because of the politics. And oh, South yeah. Carolina will welcome you with open arms, but leave your politics <laughs> in your blue states where you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was a little worried about you today. I came in the house and <laughs> Fox News wasn't on, it was HGTV, and you said you were trying to do some uh, you can tape repairs. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, any, anything else from you? No, I, I pretty well have expressed my opinions again. <laughs> well, again, we appreciate you. I do. I know you're a no-nonsense kind of guy. You don't care about people's feelings, and we need more people like you. But Well, you know, I do. Now, now, that's not correct. I, I I do 
feel sorry for some people and I do care for the feelings. It's just the wrong. That's true. You know, 90% of the stuff, and that's a pretty good rating. That's better than the president. <laughs> 90% of this stuff, I tell you, will happen or is true or has happened. Well, I tell people there's my truth, there's your truth, and then there's just the truth. And the other 10, I just let go by because I don't want think for people to think I'm perfect. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, again, I appreciate it. Anything else you'd like to uh, shout out to anybody? No. no I, I happy hope, birthdays. No, I hope people have a good year and keep voting, keep informed, don't be dumb. Will don't you do, believe the first thing you hear. Will you do another podcast in February? Oh, I'll do one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap it up for today. If you looked on the Instagram page, we uh, released some new merchandise for this year. We have keychains now for the Huff and Stuff podcast, and uh, a new T-shirt is coming out here in the next week or two. I think you'll be very excited about it. It's got a new look. So keep an eye out for that on the Instagram page. Remember to report those potholes. Put your shopping carts back. <laughs> We're still having a major problem with the shopping carts here in uh, South Carolina. It's terrible. Uh, they're still causing wrecks and collisions. Remember to report those potholes. And uh, remember to re-rack your weights. No is still an answer. Support your mom and pop businesses. And I uh, think that's going to wrap it up for today. We will catch you on the next episode. Oh, before I end, um, one thing we're doing this season, we're trying some different stuff. Uh, thinking about getting some different video equipment. But we're going to go to YouTube. The videos will be available here soon. But the YouTube channel is at Huff and Stuff Podcast. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, also hear us on the podcast on uh, Spotify and the Apple Podcast platform. But we'll be bringing the videos. When we do the recordings, we'll be posting those on YouTube as well. I have to go out get me a new tire sport coat. <laughs> get you a, you're patriotic today. You've got your red checkered on. I love flannel. <laughs> you have to get you a suit. I have one. I don't know if I'll wear it for you. You, <laughs> you got to wear it for the, the folks out there now that you're getting popular and getting some status out there. Mr. J, thank you. We'll catch you back in February. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Y'all take care. Be blessed. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the show. You survive. Apply if necessary. Remember to put your shopping cart back where it belongs. Re-rack your weights. And don't be a lab rat. And no is still an answer. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, be blessed.